MacCast, Friday, December 23rd, 2011. Hey, Mac Geeks, it's time for your MacCast, the show for Mac Geeks by Mac Geeks. I'm Adam, and this is a show where we discuss all things Macintosh. How you doing? Welcome back to the MacCast. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you might celebrate. Uh, this episode actually is a little bonus episode. Consider it my Christmas present to you and a little something extra for you to have as you uh, enjoy the holiday season, the end of the year here. Um, I also just want to say thank you to you for subscribing to the show, for contributing the content that you send in and kind of keeping this thing going. It's really something that I started and it was meant to be about the community. And I think it continues to be about that. And uh, that's what really makes it great. And actually, this show is kind of part of that whole spirit because a couple weeks back, I had our Durderian from the HDTV podcast, who's actually somebody I met through the MacCast community and through the podcasting community. And uh, we did a little update on his Mac Mini home theater setup, which is now really, uh, it's a Mac Mini server, but as you heard in that episode, an Apple TV 2 kind of streaming home media system. And we covered a lot in that episode. One of the things that he had mentioned wanting to follow up on um, was how to back up and basically store your Blu-ray discs uh, within the system uh, so that you could stream them over to your Apple TVs and stuff like that and not to have to rely on all the physical plastic and having to get the discs out and stuff like that. And, And there turned out to be a lot of interest from you in that. I had a lot of people email me and ask, when are you going to cover that episode? So I thought it'd be good to Ara back on uh, to cover just that. So uh, here in this episode, here's Ara Derderian and myself talking about how to uh, back up and rip your Blu-ray content. I would imagine some of you are getting some new Blu-ray discs for the holidays. So uh, this could be particularly good in terms of its timing. Here you go. Well, Ara, I didn't uh, think I'd have you back quite this quickly but man your uh, our, our last episode on the home theater stuff generated uh, some questions from the listeners yeah and you know what i got a lot of emails i think you did as well and uh, i have to thank your listeners they pointed out uh, something that i did not know and uh, we can cover that uh, in a bit too about uh, a comment i made about uh, not being able to play the apple tv versions on uh, your ipad so oh. I was I was wrong on that, and and they explained why I was wrong, and I learned something as well. Well, do we do we want to cover that real right at the top here? I'll l- let everybody know so they're not wondering what we're gonna what we're gonna do this uh, time around. It'll be a little bit shorter, um, but you had mentioned that you were gonna throw throw together. I can't remember if you mentioned the video or not, but you had mentioned that you were going to cover how to rip uh, Blu-ray movies. And that was probably the number one thing after that show. A bunch of people emailed me and said, yes, please. I want to know how the process that Ara uses for that and how we do that. So I don't own Blu-ray yet. So I'm curious to find out myself. So I'm just going to kind of let you explain the process and I'll ask questions along the way. And I think through that, all of us are going to kind of learn okay, uh, how cool. to do this. And then we'll point everybody uh, at your video. If uh, some people are more visual learners, I think, than than audio learners. So well, yeah, and on this one, the video will definitely help. So the right. um, so yeah. So but on the so when ripping or when uh, 
using Handbrake to generate. I guess we'll get into it in the show, right? Well, I, I want to kind of hit that at the beginning, if and then we'll I'll reiterate um, uh, it later on. Okay. So the the problem that I I did when I was saying the Apple TV wouldn't play for for my purposes, I would when you click on the Apple TV preset, it would put Dolby Pro Logic track first and a Dolby Digital track second in the uh, uh, in the encoding process, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, mistakenly thought that it would uh, the Apple TV would pick up whatever was first as the default, so I would switch it. I'd put Dolby Digital first and then uh, ProLogic second. And when you do that, it won't play on your Apple TV or it won't even use a home share. So when you just use the default as is, it, mm-hmm. it, it plays just fine, and I'm very happy to... Oh, uh, this is in Handbrake. Yeah, this is in Handbrake, exactly. So uh, that was great. Now I'm able to rip uh, the Blu-ray discs with the Apple TV format, and it will play on my Apple TV, on my iPad, and you can watch it over HomeShare on your iPad as well. Will that, okay, so now I'm going to throw another one and just tell me if you, if you don't know this. Will that same one work on any of uh, an iPhone or iPod? It will work on the iPhone as well. Pod? Yeah, iPhone and iPod. Um, and any generation, or I'm assuming does it have to be one of the newer ones with the newer so, chipsets? That one I don't know the answer to because okay. I have the latest generation. So at least I know it works on the latest generation. Uh, like a four, four S. Yes. Oh no, I have a four. I'm okay, sorry. So four. So yeah. four and four S for sure. Uh, we'll have to do a little more research, and d- I'm sure the audience will help us out again and let us know if that same format works. Yeah, that's on what I love. Three GS or earlier. Our, our audience is so much smarter than we are, so I love it. <laughs> or an iPod 3G. Well, it's a lot to know. I mean, this yeah. is the thing, and this is why we do this community. I mean, that's why we have a community, right, is we can back each other up and, and help each other out and uh, get this stuff resolved. So. so, yeah, so the last key part of that is on your Apple TV. Just switch it to, say, default to Dolby Digital, and that takes care of everything. Cool. All right, so let's get into ripping Blu-rays. So obviously, you're going to need a Blu-ray drive. And on the um, Macintosh, uh, they don't, uh, from uh, Apple, there aren't any Apple, there aren't any Blu-ray drives that come from the factory. So I went to other world, other world Computing and found an external drive, a USB 2.0 that you plug in for, I think it's $99 right now. And in the, um, in the video uh, that you'll uh, link to, uh, they'll. I show it uh, details where it is, but you, other world computing uh, is easy enough to remember. Yeah, well, they're and their maxsales.com is the only thing you have to remember about other world computing. Um, their their domain is maxsales.com, which is always confusing. So, yeah, what a bummer. You know, they couldn't probably get other world computing. But you know what I find? I just put it in the Google yeah. uh, search bar, and then it's usually the first thing that pops up. So. <laughs> that's what we. That's what we all do. Google is the new uh, way to find a domain. Yeah. All right, so once you've got that installed, uh, the you don't have to do anything to your Macintosh. It recognizes the drive immediately. So you put in your Blu-ray disc, and uh, there's an application that I've used. It's Make MKV, and Make MKV is cross-platform. So if you've got, uh, you know, if you happen to have a PC, the same tutorial will work for that. So you put it in uh, the disc in a Make MKV, and it just you you click a button and what it will do is go analyze the disc okay here are all the titles the tracks and what have you and for my use on the uh, apple tv i just want the main track uh the main title and i'll and then dolby digital 
uh, because Apple TV can't play the next generation audio. So I uncheck everything and then I say go and uh, uh, decrypt. So it dumps an MKV file onto your hard drive and that's at the full high definition quality. So if you've got a lot, there are a lot of applications and uh, media servers that can play MKV files. Uh, if, if you have one of those, you're done. It takes about 35 minutes to do this. To do a, to do a Blu-ray. And the yeah. software is called Make MKV? Yes. And is that the one that's at makemkv.com, kind of a generic looking site? with? Yeah, it's very generic, exactly. The first time I went there, I was thinking, really, what is this place? And then, it, sure enough, it, it, it's there. And you yeah, can- the, it, it, yeah, the reason I want to bring that up is every time I go into one of these uh, ripping websites, Mac the Ripper was is a classic example, and we've talked about that, about that piece of software in, in the past for doing DVDs. They, they do this weird kind of underground... Ri- you know, underground way of like getting stuff. And a lot of times you see these sites and these are usually, when I see these things, these are usually things from a security standpoint, I like warn people about like, know where you're downloading stuff from, know where you're getting these installers, you know, but this one's, this one's good. Yeah. You know, I've been using it for about (laughs) three months and I have not had any uh, adverse effects. Yeah. But just, I want to let people know when they see it, kind of what they're looking at. So it'll look like, you know, more of a plain Jane site, but you're, you're at the right place. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, you can play that directly with VLC on your uh, Macintosh and it looks beautiful in, you know, full high definition. The files are anywhere from 20 to 30 uh, gigabytes. So that's the drawback is you have very large files. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to use that format, you're going to need a lot of storage if you've got a large collection. Yeah. Um, And just for people who may not have run across it, uh, you want to talk a little bit about VLC and, and what that is? VLC is an app, a free application that uh, is used. It plays almost every codec or format available. You can throw anything at VLC and it will play it. So I like having that on the computer because sometimes QuickTime can't play some of the uh, content that I wanted to uh, watch. The different formats, yeah. It's Video Videoland Client. It's an open source. Very generic sounding name, right? Me- well, it's an open source media player, yeah, that's been around for a long time. Um, an incredible application, and they have Mac binary. You just go to videoland.org and uh, download it and install it. It's like the universal, you know, tool for opening up just about any video format that you're going to run across online. And it's it's strictly, I think, well, it, there is some ways to do some exporting, I think, from it, but it's mostly a, a player. It, it gets a little technical. You can dive in, and I think you can do some conversions with it, can't you? Well, actually, um, Handbrake uses some of that capability. So if you're going to use Handbrake to do any kind of transcoding, it will tell you to download VLC. Right, yeah, they need some of the media components because of, I think, how open source licensing or well, and, and uh, it's also, also decrypting, right? Yeah, it's this kind of stay legal, and I don't know how that works, but, <laughs> excuse me, Handbrake does one part of it, and VLC does another part of it. It's almost like they got together and they said, so you can't say that this application does this so we can, you know, take it off the market. Right. But the two together seem to work. That's where you, that's where you get the power. But, video, you know, VLC is just a good tool to have, even if you're not going to be ripping uh, DVDs or Blu-rays just as a, a, a all-in-one media player. So when you come across that old AVI file or some other format that's not natively supported, um, you'll be able to play it. 
Exactly. And so now that you've got this um, high quality MKV file, it's time to, if you're going to put it onto an Apple TV or your iPad or whatever, you need to transcode it down to H.264 and uh, lower the, the uh, resolution if you're going to do it because it comes off at 1080p and you're going to now transcode it to something that's 720p, which by the way still looks great on a 100 inch screen because I've had on my show when I mentioned this, some people would ask me, why are you still on that Apple TV 1080p? You know, you're, you're ruining the quality. And I've done side-by-side comparisons, or A-B comparisons, I should say, and 99% of the people could not see the difference. And the one guy who could was looking for specific artifacts so that he can say that that's 1080p or that's 720p. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot. I think... The thing that I always come back to with the 720p, 1080p argument is there's going to be a lot of factors that go into that. And uh, the majority, I think people don't realize that the majority of quote-unquote HD content that's not coming off of Blu-ray per se, uh, stuff coming over their cable or uh, through iTunes or through other streaming services, is 720p still. Right. Yeah, that's correct. And I mean, most of the stuff people are encountering as quote-unquote HD is still 720p. It's moving to 1080p, and we're going to see more and more of that. And we even have rumors that, you know, next-generation devices from Apple, Apple TVs and and iPads might start supporting 1080p. Um, but the reality is you're, you're encountering a lot of that content already also. So Right. And, and, you know, the streamers like Netflix and those guys, they don't want to necessarily go to 1080p because it's, it's double the amount of bits. Yeah, it's a lot of bandwidth. So, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, you're going to, especially depending on the screen you're watching it on, right? If you're watching it on a 32-inch screen in your bedroom, you're not going to see the difference. So it's like, why am I, why am I going to spend double the uh, bandwidth cost to uh, get something that's marginally better in certain circumstances. Well, yeah, but and so somewhat related to this is is the argument of future proofing though. So let me ask you this, are you um storing the MKV original files for the day that maybe you you're going to need to come back and sort of re-encode everything for 1080p? Uh actually, I'm not. Yeah, uh, I'm satisfied with it and if they went to a 1080p Apple TV which I would get immediately because I'm just that kind of person um I I would just let the Apple TV upconvert it and then my future scan my future rips would I just do a 1080p. So now, you would you don't even think you'd go back and no, I don't rip so. stuff. No. But I mean it's something to think about I guess at this step in the process, right? So you do have the option if if you think you know for now there's no point in making 1080p files and you're not going to be able to 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 play them on anything anyway so you're going to have to down down convert them to 720p if you want to get them on your apple t current well, apple well TV i'll, I'll or, say this or you devices can, right you can leave it at 1080p and your apple tv will down convert it uh-huh. and i have done that i've not tried that on an ipad though so i i just don't know oh, if that'll yeah. work. But on and, a- I mean, <laughs> again, you and you're going to increase the likelihood. I know we talked on the last episode about, you know, you're, you're going to want to do this wired if you at all possibly can. But I can't even imagine what a 1080p streaming experience would be like, especially if you've got a couple 1080p streams going to different Apple TVs or something like that. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be that terrible because uh, you could probably... 
it's going to, the data rate will probably bump up to, you know, 12, 13 megabits per second at times. And so if you've got two of them, you're looking at 24, you know, even up to 30 megabits per second. So on an 802.11, and you should still be okay. Oh, yeah. And it probably down converts on the iTunes side too, I bet, huh? Yes. Yes. So it's going to down convert first before it goes over the network. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, Definitely something to to consider if if you're a 1080p person and a, and a purist you you might want to either save those MKV files somewhere you know just get another batch of hard drives that you can store that on or um, just know that in the future you might be looking at well if redoing you're a 10- this process right yeah well if you're a 1080p purist you're probably not using an Apple TV and you could you could <laughs> True. you could use Plex which is a really nice media uh, center software for the uh, for the Macintosh, and I believe uh, that it will support next generation audio on there too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I don't know is if it will trans, if it'll go from your computer over to the um, uh, to the uh, your receiver to decode. But uh, you could use Plex and, and use the MKV files. Oh yeah. So so th- so there's a lot of options. There there are a lot of options. And uh, going through my tutorial, I say in the, in the video, you know, if you're watching it on a media center, you're done. You can stop watching the rest of the tutorial. Oh wow, yeah. So so we'll take that MKV file, that 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 25 gigabyte file, and throw that at a handbrake, just like you would any DVD. And as I stated at the top of this, you'll use the Apple TV uh, preset and. Uh, in the video, I show the steps that I did where I switched the, uh, uh, you know, the Dolby Digital first. So you can disregard that. That that was done before I learned this information from uh, from your listeners. Okay, so which? So just to be clear, which one do we want? We want to leave it at Apple preset. TV for Apple TV two. And which audio will be first when we're doing that? It, the um, Pro Logic will be first. Okay. And the Dolby Digital will be second. So just leave it that way. Now, I did uh, adjust the video quality. And that you can choose to do. uh, You can leave that part of it the same. Because it's up to you how big you want the resultant file to be. And this is where you can trade off quality versus size. And so I I explained uh, that I set it for about 4,500 megabits per second. Uh, I'm sorry, 4.5 megabits per second. Uh, on average, so that means it'll bump up a little bit higher at times and go a little bit lower, and unless I really think it's a visually appealing title that I want uh, a little bit higher quality, then I'll bump it up to five megabits per second on average. Five megabits. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember now um, what Apple delivers by default if you buy through iTunes. Do you happen to know that? Uh, they are at about four. Uh, megabits per second okay. and uh, i don't know if it's constant though so this right. is average so this yeah, will it's usually variable go, yeah it's variable so this will go up as well yeah. now and, and and i think it it goes up pretty much when you got a lot of action or you got a lot of uh stuff going on on the screen right to kind of right. keep the quality up so uh waves or ocean or water so depending on which movie it's it's interesting when you do this kind of encoding depending on the type of movie you end up with vastly different file sizes even if the movies end up kind of the same running time right that's right that's absolutely correct and the other thing you mentioned the type of movie if it's something that you know for my kids that i really don't care about i usually kind of lower the quality to save space on the hard drive and <laughs> they, they, the kids don't even notice the difference so oh, all right. they, they don't you gotta, notice you gotta the educate them 
Yeah, I know. I, I keep telling them. You know, when we first got HDTV in the house uh, on DirecTV, you could have uh, Channel 2, which was the analog Channel 2, which right. is our local CBS out here in, in Southern California, or 2-1, uh, which was the high-definition version. And I'd come in the house. I said, what are you guys doing? Why are you watching it like this? And so I, I'd and get they'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, uh, I turned, I, I uh, found in the settings where you can just say, you know what, just give me high definition. So we don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> but they love YouTube. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's exactly it. I mean, again, they, and they're probably streaming it to their iOS devices off in the corner. So they're on the small screen anyway. Right? It just amazes me because uh, I do a lot of research on the show about how uh, people, younger people don't even care about TVs or getting all their uh, content on their computers. And I'm living that in this house. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Much to the chagrin, I think, of the uh, creators. But yeah. Hey. All right. So after Handbrake goes and does its thing, it um, it takes about four or five hours. And in the video, you'll see where at one point, uh, if you can see the video, it's hard to tell. It'll say like 12 hours. And the reason it did that is because I was doing a screen capture of the process and I was using up a lot of cycles to do the screen capture. So it made the conversion seem longer, but it takes about four hours to do the conversion. Oh, wow. But that's that's still and on, on what kind of machine are you using? Because it's I've also got a, very dependent upon what kind of Mac you have, right? Yes, I have a dual core, and I've got a friend who's got a quad core, and he says it, he can get it done in a couple of hours. Yeah, more so processors just, is always good. If you've got a if you got a twelve core uh, Mac Pro, you'd probably be screaming through that thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, and the thing <laughs> is, you, you could do like what I do. You just queue them up. And let them run all night, and then you come uh, in the morning and uh, you add your metadata, and that's the next step. and And there's an application called Meta Z, and I think uh, did before, we talk before about I move on that? Um, sure. Just real quick on anything you need to do other than making sure it's uh, ProLogic first and Dolby Digital on the audio side. No, that's it. I, I mean, in fact, you don't have to touch it. You just when you click the Apple TV, uh, right preset you're you're good to go okay but you don't do any tweaking there but you do have the option i mean there's lots of things that you can tweak in uh in handbrake the the thing is you have to be careful <clears throat> excuse me about <clears throat> changing any of the settings sorry about that yeah no problem you know and that's uh so one of the things is the data rate is 160 kilobits per second for the audio on the pro logic and at one time i was thinking you know what i'm going to bump that up to 256 and then I said, you know, oh, do I care? It's just this will only be played on my iPad. And so the 160 is fine on an iPad. Okay. Good so that's, yeah, that's why I left it. But I mean, if you really want, um, you know, 160, uh, you know, to go to 256, you know, go ahead and it won't, it won't hurt anything. Is there, is there a point where you could make it not work though? Uh, you know, there there probably will be, probably but is, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing that I wanted to point out to be careful of. So using the presets, you know, you can be pretty certain that it's just going to work as is and you're not going to have to worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. And the last step is you um, uh, throw the resultant compressed file or, or re-encoded file to MetaZ and then MetaZ goes out on the Internet pulls down like the director, the actors, all that stuff gets pre-populated. And then you can go in there and tweak it some more if you wish, but you don't have to. And then you say uh, process and it inserts the uh, metadata into your file. And then when you import that file into iTunes, you get all that great album art and uh, everything is there. So 
the video goes through all these step by step. So I've, if I've talked too fast, and I know I have, um, you can watch the video. It's about a 25-minute video because I, I go into a lot of detail. So when you're done, you will know exactly what to do. Very cool. Um, and I was not familiar with MetaZ, and uh, I just uh, did the Google search and grabbed the link. That's uh, It says it's a remake of MetaX, which is what I used to use for my... So I used MetaX for a while, and I had terrible results with it. And I found MetaZ, which was based off of MetaX, and I believe that it's a German uh, developer. I think he took MetaX and fixed some of the problems. It's a pretty stagnant application. Uh, th- there's not much more he's going to do to it. But I was happy that he did update it for Lion. So it does work on Lion. Okay, cool. It, you know, I had another um, I had another one that I had run across, and I wish I could remember it now. But there's a few metadata um, things for putting metadata into video files. And so you think MetaZ is kind of the, the one that works best for you right now? That is, I went through a whole bunch of them. That one works the best for me. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about it, if it's not perfect, you can get in there and tweak it uh, by hand if you want. Well, cool. And is that it? I mean, is there is there much more to this other than that? I mean, just, just throwing it into iTunes, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it. And I even demonstrate how you uh, import it in iTunes and all that stuff as well. So uh, I've gotten, you know, so I put this on my site and I have gotten a lot of comments about it. A lot of people have said, oh, I try this or I do that. And so there's a, there's a pretty good thread going on with people. And one guy, he went and he should he said okay that's cool but i do something completely different and he wrote up a very lengthy explanation of how he does it and i believe he's on a windows 7 setup so i guess as i'm saying this i'm realizing oh yeah it doesn't matter for us <laughs> we don't care <laughs> <laughs> well but i mean there are a lot of tools on the windows side um for doing this stuff too and you know they're different tools so depending upon you know, what your workflow is or what kind of hardware you have available to you. It's good to know about the different options and the different ways that you can kind of uh, do some of this stuff. Yeah. So, and that you're saying that's in the, that's in the, is that in the YouTube comments? No, it's in uh, the comments on my website. Oh, good. Uh, so uh, you can look at it there. Yeah, that's, that's better because YouTube comments get kind of weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> one thing I, I like about uh, the listeners to my show. They're all helpful. Uh, in fact, even listeners of your show, uh, some people could have made some really snotty comments like, oh, how did you not know that or whatever? I was like, yeah, I don't know everything. And, and what I was doing worked for me. So it's great. You have a different approach and uh, it really helps the conversation. And I think people learn more. Very cool. So let's uh, remind everybody where they can go see this video on your site. I think I'm going to probably um, – put a post up on MacCast to just to have it there also. But really, uh, you just did the video this week and published it. It's on your YouTube channel, but probably the best place to get it is just from the post on your site. So yeah, that's... so if you, go, if you go to htguys.com, and I have a news and more section. So I have the main podcast section where we, we put in the podcast stuff. This was kind of just a, a tutorial that wasn't part of the main podcast feed, especially because it was video. Uh, so you can do a search on our site if you, because um, I think it's kind of going to scroll a little bit further down in the list. We've added some new stuff. Uh, you can do a search called "backing up your Blu-ray discs," and uh, you'll find it there. 
and uh, it, it should be pretty straightforward to find. And, uh, and like I said, if you want, uh, Adam, you could just put the, the embed the uh, the video into your feed as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it on my site. I'll also link to. I'll just link directly to the the post on your site in the show notes at maccast.com. Uh, for this episode so people can find it there along with uh, all the other tools and stuff of course that we talked about and mentioned just to make everything easy for everybody to find kind of have it all in one place um and if people want to give you feedback i'm assuming they can do that through email twitter how how would people if they have some alternate tools and maybe ways email hdtv podcast at mac.com and uh, Twitter, HDTV Podcast. So all those are all the ways you can get a hold of me. And Google Plus, too. But at Google Plus, I go by my just name, Ara Derdering. You search for me, and, and you'll find me there. Yeah, very cool. Well, I think this is going to be very helpful for a number of the people listening. And I want to thank you for coming back on and chatting with us. Uh, again, I think we're going to do a series of these. So if um, there's another topic or area related to... Uh, mac home theater it could be audio it could be video um using your macs to uh, get your media content through apple tvs or other devices i guess how much have you played around with i'm curious to know how much have you played around with some of the other devices uh hardware have you have you done anything with like roku or anything like that i've i've done roku it's very nice uh i actually like it quite a bit i've done a little bit with the boxy box but when it all comes down to it the elegance and the ease of use and the integration of everything of the Apple TV and the iOS, uh, I just, I, I can't beat it. Uh, yes, you can do all that, everything I'm doing with other boxes. It just doesn't seem um, it, well integrated. It just seems like I'm kind of bolting these things together to get what I want. Yeah, but there's, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But there's some, there's some advantages too. So I'm just, in my mind, real quickly, I'm thinking maybe we plan a show where we talk about some of the alternatives, uh, both in terms of the box hardware and maybe some of the things like Plex we mentioned in this episode, which is a great thing, or the boxy software, or I'm even thinking some of the hardware hacks like um, ATV Flash. So, just in general to, to make everybody aware there are other options depending upon what kind of setup you're trying to build. But I, I think we hit the point in these last two episodes that for ease of use and setup and kind of keeping with the Apple way, I, I totally agree with you. Doing it with Apple TVs and, and iTunes is probably the simplest, easiest way to integrate this stuff if you want the least amount of hassle. But there's people out there that like to tinker too, I think. Yeah, sure. And that's not a problem. I've, I've done that and uh, not scared of it. But uh, <laughs> you know, some people, like uh, they don't want to kind of go out there. As a software developer, I'm always exploring all kinds of stuff. So yeah. um, not a problem. I'm more than happy to do that. So maybe that, if you have another topic, something that uh, we haven't thought of, send your email to uh, me, mattcast at gmail.com. Or uh, send it over to Ara. And uh, thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. So there you go, Ara Dudirian. And uh, that's how you put together Blu-ray rips uh, for your home theater setup. And I hope you found that useful. Um, If you have more topics, like we said in there, that you want to hear covered related to Max and home theater, could be audio related, could be video related, um, could just be (laughs) pretty much anything related to home automation and uh, audio video and the Mac, uh, we'd be happy to cover that on future episodes. You can send us feedback, send your emails to maccast at gmail.com or call in on the listener hotline, 281-622-4269, 281-MAC-I-AM-9. And that's going to do it for now. I hope you have a happy and safe holiday season. If you're traveling, be careful out there. 
And uh, there will be a couple, few more episodes, I think, before the actual new year. So you'll hear from me again. But have a happy new year and a safe season. And uh, we'll talk to you all again real soon. <laughs>